Hello and welcome to the Keto Man's Club podcast. We're glad you're here, where each week we talk about men's health and lifestyle. We do so with the foundation of the ketogenic diet and lifestyle. If you don't know what keto is, stick around and you'll find out. The podcast will bring you real honest fun. Each week we strive to uncover the tips and tricks that you can use in your everyday life to maximize your overall health. Find the clearest path to becoming the best version of yourself that you were meant to be. Welcome to another week's episode of the Keto Man's Club podcast. My name is Chris. I'm one of your hosts. And as always, I am joined by Alberto and Jim. How's it going, guys? So far, so good. Excellent. And Alberto? Yeah, it's not, going, not bad at all. We've had a, quite the weather swing here in uh, central Texas. Where it was like 30-something degrees this morning mm-hmm. and then it's like close to 65 and sunny in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah, it was it was quite the quite the jump today. We it, I I have a hoodie on and jeans, but I have a teacher under the hoodie, so it's kind of one of those things where I was like, okay, I can always strip the hoodie off, and that's not big, not a big deal. But um, the, the weather was was a little crazy, and it's going to do the same thing basically overnight. It's going to dip down into the 30s, and then it'll be right back up into the 50s and 60s tomorrow. I hear it's called winter. Apparently, yeah. Apparently, um, us in uh, us in Austin, we we have our own variation of it. What has winter been like for you, Jim? Um, we have currently in Southern Indiana the um, snow and the sleet that came on top of it. So instead of being that soft, powdery stuff or the kind that you can build a snowman out of, every step that you take um, sounds like you're stepping on ice and it's going to crack through kind of thing. Um, so my three Labradors have had quite a, um, interesting, um, outdoor experience the last couple of days. Cause whenever they go outside and they want to run and play, they're picking up their paws like, Hey, this is not normal kind of thing. So there's a humorous video of some kind that should be taken. I just haven't done it yet, but, um, yeah. And then we'll probably have 80 degree weather in three days, followed by a small hurricane and then a tornado, and then um, then we'll have negative 40. That's usually how Indiana weather works. It changes day by day. Yeah, that that's pretty much what we what I had growing up in Kansas City, so I totally understand that. Okay, well, um, let's get into our guys of the week. Alberto, let's start with yours. Yeah, I got a fellow member, Cam Murtaugh. Uh, kind of live by my rule where locations change and keto doesn't went to vacation in Mexico and had just posted today. I believe earlier today that uh, didn't have any issues staying, staying on track and, and enjoyed the vacation, <coughs> ate a bunch of food and, and rocked off. Yeah. That, that food looked good. I was just seeing that on my feed and that, that was uh, good looking stuff. Jim. Uh, mine this week is Ralph Citarella jr. And I hope I'm pronouncing Ralph's last name correctly. Um, Ralph posted up um, a November 2018 photo and a, no- and a December 2019 photo, uh, same location in his house and everything, 30-pound uh, difference, about a 7% body fat difference, mm. according to his post, and um, really just uh, a big transformation. 30 pounds is a lot, but for some guys, 30 pounds isn't that much, and you can really see the difference in... Uh, Ralph photos here and just a lot of positive comments in his post about um, the benefits of the group, the people that he's talked to and staying on to uh, the keto way of eating and whatnot. And uh, just uh, a genuine good guy and appreciative of everything. So uh, kudos to Ralph this week. 
So that's my shout out. How about you, Chris? Cool. I am going to shout out Matthew Davis. He uh, posted a picture today, um, always saying, always a boost to your confidence, or always boost the confidence by a new suit. 70 pounds down, mm-hmm. but I still don't really see it, uh, which is something I can relate to, actually, which is part of why I chose it. Um, there are times when I'm like, I know I've lost weight, but I just don't feel like it. Um, and that's, uh, it, I think it happens to all of us, but he, uh, he's looking good in his new suit and he's continuing to do just an awesome job at, uh, at trimming down and, and losing the weight and, and becoming the, the best version of himself that he can. So that's, that's really great and good, good on him. Yes, it is. So any news that we need to talk about today, you know, we, we, it, for, for those listening, um, this is being recorded the week for Christmas and uh and we're let's see it's the 18th of December. So we've uh, we've kind of done a rush of a couple extra episodes in the last couple weeks and and so this will be out in a month or so from now. But what what's new in in the world that people should know about? I don't know if it's new, but there's this a uh, documentary you may have heard of called Game Changers. <laughs> <laughs> No, not new, but uh, yes. <laughs> keep talking. I'm, I'm surprised we haven't brought it up. I haven't watched it yet. I'm, uh, I'm waiting for our good friend and go- guest that's waiting so patiently, uh, David Blake, will come to town. Because I was not joking about the steak in Game Changers watch party. I know we'll finish the steaks. Mm. I don't know if we'll actually finish the movie. <laughs> and I say movie, mm. not documentary. Yeah, no, it's fiction. <laughs> it's fiction. Um, yeah, that's going to be an interesting thing. We'll, we'll, we will have good company because of the, the, the food and the, the, the time spent with each other. But, uh, I, I would probably wager that we'll, we'll be looking at the, the, the movie as a, as comedy, probably. Uh, hopefully it won't just tick us off and, uh, make us stop, um, in multiple ways. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, that, the, you know, the, the comments that I've heard from it are just that how, you know, just awe and wonder as to why people can really think that that's actually a beneficial way of eating a way of, of doing life. And I tend to agree with them. Yeah, it's interesting. And I mean, it, it I mean, I haven't watched it, so I, I don't from just from the comments I've heard the same thing. It's just like, it, it's not so much the, the stance they take it's the way they present the information from what i'm told so it should be really interesting to watch as i about two pounds of sirloin i yes yes that that very thing i can't wait um so what what else is going on jim what's new in your world i I, i'm not anything talked about the weather to be honest with you my my um at the moment i am trying to print off my tickets to the premiere of Star Wars tomorrow night. So I have two friends that I grew up with um, that uh, since the prequels came out in 1999, we have gone to the opening night showing of Star Wars. Uh, We actually camped out in 1999 because back in the old days, (laughs) kids, uh, (laughs) you couldn't get on your phones and buy a ticket. Instead, you had to go stand in line and wait hours and hours and hours kind of thing. So, um, yeah, but kids today, I need to print off tickets and I'm old and I don't know how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 to, and you uh, can't determine 
with my bifocal glasses on my head right now. How exactly you print off tickets from the movie theater website right now? I will not name the name of the theater, but it's three initials. And uh, <laughs> just see see what happens. So I've, I've been reading up on David and I've been, you know, getting prepped up for the podcast tonight. But truly at the moment, I'm looking at the ticket option for the theater and figuring out how oh, in the world I print off tickets. I mean, David's just David. You got more pressing matters here. <laughs> that's, that's right. Dave, David is in the hierarchy, I promise. David's in the top three right now. Yes. So, so what's new with you, Christopher? It's been a crazy, crazy time. Um, for It's obvious, I think, by now I'm involved with, with, with things at church. I'm, I do all sorts of different things. And I the only night I haven't spent doing something at church in the last five days was Monday night when I went to Kung Fu class with my wife. <laughs> Outside of that, I've been up at church doing one thing or another. Um, I have uh, finished this massive LED strip light installation finally, and I'm hoping that it will continue to hold together. Um, it works and it's functioning, and now I just have to program it for next Sunday. Luckily, most of that I can do remotely from my computer at home. So <laughs> it's uh, it's going to be... Uh, it is. It's going to be a great service, and and this will be a great asset for us. But I've literally been doing things like soldering wires and uh, running cables and making Ethernet cables and all of this crazy stuff. Um, just for two and a half months, um, because they don't make like to do it the way that I'm doing it. That's a big caveat to do it the way that I'm doing it on the extreme budget of like maybe $350 total invested in the whole thing. Uh, they don't make it pre-made. So you just make everything. by And so I've uh, learned a lot. I could do it again a whole lot easier and faster now, um, but I'm not sure if I will attempt to do so. Um, I'm looking forward to Christmas and, and, and all of that. And that will be, uh, that will uh, that'll be good and hopefully a little bit of downtime because I'm going to try to work ahead on next week's podcast so I don't have to do them the week of. Uh, so we shall see. Um, so, yes, we have we have a guest with us. Uh, David Blako has joined us once again to uh, to chat about life and talk and, and all of that. Uh, David, what is new with you? What's new with me? Um, well, just... Uh... Coming along from my shoulder recovery and gaining some strength. So new stuff going on there in the gym, uh, as far as like on the keto diet realm of things. And then at work, I am winding down to head into a sabbatical. So mm. after tomorrow, I'm going to be off work for nine weeks. Woo. Yeah. Wow. So that's kind of new. Yeah. Yeah. So what are the plans for nine weeks? Uh, well, part of my plans are going to take me down to Texas yes. where we're going to meet up with uh, you fine gentlemen or a few of you and uh, have some steak and watch the game changers uh, and um, see some family while I'm down there as well. And then the rest of it is to do some snow skiing, maybe a little bit of dirt biking as far as activities. And then it's just uh, honey do stuff around the house. Yeah. Yeah, well, it sounds like you will uh, maybe relax, maybe, um, depending, it, it really depends on uh, the, 
it really depends greatly on how much travel takes out of you. Hopefully it will be enjoyable travel. So. Well, I'm seeing you and, and, uh, and Alberto. So hopefully it'll be enjoyable. Yes. Yes. Well, yeah, yeah. We, I mean, there might be a gym session that you might regret, but other than that, it should be great. <laughs> There's always that. Now the poor guy is going to be off for nine weeks, and you're going to you're going to do that to him. Yes, uh, I, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a requirement. So just to get just to get things straight here, Jim, I work out at a corporate gym at my work. Um, okay, I will still be going to work the whole nine weeks I'm off. I will I will go in and hit the gym every morning, and then I'll come home. I just won't mm-hmm. go to my office. Yeah. Wow. Okay. It's uh well as 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 uh, Alberto says. Um, locations change but keto doesn't and so for me um work might stop but the the gym doesn't yeah (laughs) yeah so is is this just like a thing that 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 your company does to help encourage health and and work-life balance or, or what what is there something else behind this yeah, it's a it's a corporate benefit uh, provided to us for every five years of anniversary. We get a sabbatical. Um, I've kind of worked the system a bit. We're closed from Christmas to New Year for mm. two weeks. Mm, nice. And I qualified for my sabbatical, so I threw the sabbatical on the end of the closure. Um, and then there was a. My return to work was coinciding with a week my son was going to be out of school and we normally go skiing. Okay. So I had a chat with my boss. And I'm like, hey, you know, I have a couple of choices. I can throw a week on the end, stay out an extra week, or I can come back for a week between Christmas, you know, the new year when we return and start my sabbatical one week later. I'm like, let's be honest. How productive am I going to be after I've been out for two weeks and I'm leaving for six more? <laughs> yep. So... He uh he said yeah he agreed take the vacation so um but to to be clear this is uh, I just had my twentieth anniversary with the company and that's uh, what gave me this six weeks sabbatical very cool well that's a a really good benefit and that's something that I would see as a um, really helpful thing to make sure that that uh, your employees are staying balanced and able to continue to be high performers because that's uh, it I, now i'm in a completely different realm but in fact i'm in uh, one of uh like just shy of the er medical field uh the highest stress uh work environment that that there is uh people say that people working in call centers and doing tech support um they are are just you know they're just killing themselves almost literally with with the level of stress, and I I can totally see that from my my aspect. But um, if we had something like that to say, hey, we're pushing you out the door for an extended period of time, not just vacation, but actually extended period of time, so you can actually rest and relax. That might not be all all that bad of a thing, and I wouldn't, I you know, would combat burnout, which is something that's very very common um, in in my in my field. Um, so I'm sure that that's, uh, at least partially the luck that, that they have and in, in that added benefit for you. It, it is uh, work-life balance is huge for my company. Um, so the sabbatical is something that they've retained in their package. Um, I'm out in Silicon Valley, right in California. Uh, a lot of companies drop their sabbaticals from their benefits packages. Um, my company kept 
And then additionally, as you mentioned, um, they found that forcing people to take time off was better than having them vacation. Ooh. Um, not to say they've taken away vacation, mm-hmm. but we now close uh, in July. We close 4th of July week mm-hmm. and we close for the, the two weeks, basically a week and a half at Christmas to New Year. Cool. Um, every every year. And it's been it's been wonderful because traditionally, if you took vacation, you come back and your desk is just piled full of stuff, right? Because you've been gone and everybody else is continuing yeah. to work. By closing the company down for that period, you're gone for the week and everything's just gone for the week. You come back and you come back to where you left. Yeah. Because everybody else was gone too. Yeah. Um, and then they encourage us. Let's to just some- cut to the chase, David. Are you hiring right now? Because <laughs> <laughs> we're all sitting here like closing in July. Okay. Closing the holidays. Okay. For sabbatical. Oh, twist my arm. Yeah. Yeah. And take vacation. Like I took vacation on top of my sabbatical, right? So we're still supposed to take vacation on top mm-hmm. of these shutdowns. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad thing. Um, and yes, they're expecting to grow. We're building a whole brand new building that's going to hold 4,000 people. Oh, wow. Actually, I got a question for you because I know you've commented on it before and we're like, we're just kind of going off. Okay. We, we made the comment and we, that we mean a lot of people about pork rinds uh, being an incomplete protein because they're an incomplete protein, right? You follow me? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, so my question is if you combine that with a steak, does that make that a complete protein? Does it make the pork rinds a complete protein? Yeah. Does it round it out or does it just make it a steak and an incomplete protein? <laughs> That's a really good question. And I wonder if that's philosophical or scientific. Um, <laughs> I, don't I don't know. I don't truly know the science behind it. So the, the reason I do know the reason that people call pork rinds incomplete protein, right? Is that they don't contain all nine amino acids. So I guess the question would be, does your steak contain enough of the excess amino or does it have an excess of amino acids that make up the missing ones from the pork rind to complete it? Or is the steak complete and the pork rinds are then secondary? Yeah. That's that's an interesting thing. I had never really considered that. Um, and I, <laughs> I still nosh on my, my pork rinds. So, you know, <laughs> there's always that. Um, okay. Now that's an interesting thing. So uh, let's just go ahead and dive right into it. This is all over the place and, uh, and that's okay. Um, Alberto, let's uh, let's dive into because by this point it will have launched, uh, but we can, or or we can officially launch it with this. Who knows? Um, but this because it'll air first uh, second or third week of January. Um, it, oh, you yeah. guys will be deep. Yeah, yeah. So um, tell us a little bit about what you and David have kind of started, and uh, we'll just kind of go from there. Yeah, um, well, it kind of, well, I don't, like a lot of things in my life, it kind of started off as a joke. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was what member John Lesko had just started out there. When, when are we ever going to see uh, a, a Birdo style boot camp? And, you know, I got tossed around the comments here and there. And uh, David just so happened to reach out to me saying, hey, if this thing ever takes off, you know, I'd like to be part of it, you know, maybe give you a hand and we can kind of figure it out. And so, you know, one quick conversation led to another quick conversation. And so we actually, yeah, we are actually live now on uh, November or November, December 18th, uh, kind of like a, a beta run. You know, we have, we've got a, about five guys in there right now. Um, first two weeks, we're kind of just 
feeling things out and trying to, we have no diagram. We have no blueprint. We, we have, we really don't have nothing. We're just, we're just trying to kind of feel things out, take some of the guys that are still very, very green and just kind of put them through a month of structured paces, so to speak, to, to kind of get them on the right track and, and just, just kind of push them in, in the proper direction. So it, it's, it's, it's available. It's, it's, it's live now. There's dudes in it. We're communicating and there's interaction. Uh, I think so far so good, but at the same time, like we have, we have no actual structure built in yet. So right, yeah. go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Right. Like, um, not really a structured structured item. The Keto Man's Club is not uh, is it's full of people with different goals, right? So at this point, there's a little bit of a take here of how do we work with these guys and help them achieve their goals with all that accountability and kind of the that the structure of a boot camp and some some guidance uh, versus maybe some other boot camps where it'd be like, okay, you're going to come to here. So here's your exercise program. Here's this, here's that. Um, so at this point, it's a little more free form. Very cool. So um, who is, so for those that are, are looking to potentially join something like this, you said, you know, some of the, uh, the more green, the, the looking for some help, looking for some function. Um, I, I know there's a lot still up in the air, but what, what are you hoping that that perfect person to join the group would be and um, what they should be, what they should know before they join. Um, yeah. I mean, cause okay. So obviously we all know to get into the keto mats club, you've, you've got to at least, at least know your macros. But I mean, that is kind of that, that, okay. So, you know, keto, but you know, from there, it just kind of opens up a whole new world. Once you kind of get the hang of things, I like, get the idea of keto, of how to eat and how to, you know, go about your day. But then eventually a ton of brand new questions and problems just start to arise. Now, for instance, some of the conversations we were having today is uh, meal prep ideas. Uh, what to do when you travel. Um, one of the guys drives a lot for work. Uh, one of the guys, whether he liked or not, is a world-class athlete and uh, is just looking to up his performance and really has not just not quite sure how to approach it. He's read too much information over here, too much information over there. And so we're, we're just kind of just jumping all in on it, throwing ideas together and kind of seeing what pans out. And and reason I, I specifically uh, chose David other than he reached out to me was I, I come from the high fat world. I've had a lot of success with, you know, traditional high fat keto works really good for me. Where on the other hand, David seems to be having a little more success, seeing more success with that, with a higher protein ratio. So I think between the both of us, we have two completely different ways of approaching it, but we're still trying to attack the same results. So that way, you know, I, I can't be, a, it's got to be a hundred percent my way because now I got a very sensible man on the other side who can add his opinion, who is equally as bad as mine. Yeah, that's a, I think that's a good thing. And, and I think that would be a good balance. I, I, I'm probably going to have to join because I need to do something. <laughs> uh, so, uh, what do you, when you guys were putting all of this together and everything, and this kind of comes from a, a survey that Chris put on our group, what are you finding are the common questions that guys are having? I mean, is it, is it a matter of they're farther along the process or is it they newer and just trying to dial in on things or do you have all the above? 
Go ahead, Dave. Oh, sure. So for now, the focus is more kind of on the newer guys, right? They 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 know keto, but they're a little bit newer. Maybe struggling, as as Alberto was mentioning, right? Um, conversations about how to meal prep, how to deal with um, travel, those kinds of things. So they're they're struggling a bit. They maybe they do good for three or four weeks, then they fall off the wagon. Um, they kind of fall off the keto train. How do they get back on the keto train? Why did they fall off the keto train? So looking at that kind of focus, um, if there's guys then too that are looking to do some sort of exercise work and that kind of thing, then providing that guidance there as well. Um, and that's where I said it's a bit unstructured. So it kind of comes up to each each of the individual men and where they're at. As as Alberto mentioned, one one guy is a world class athlete, so obviously he does some level of training but he's trying to take that up, up a notch. Um, and, uh, you know, diet, he, he obviously came into the keto world for, for a reason at some point, I believe too, he's mm-hmm. lost a, a significant amount of weight. So he's kind of returning to that athleticism and, you know, just helping to give some guidance into that. Then where does he tweak? What does he do, um, to help with performance? And, um, and then, the other guys, what do I do? How do I stay on the train? How do I, you know, personally, one of the things I feel like I can, I can try to help people with is, is, you know, food addiction type stuff. I'm, I'm for sure a self-professed sugar addict, um, and have to have to work and have had to work and continue to have to, work, um, at battling, at battling against sweets. And that's even ketified sweets. You know, if I have, real sugar it's a it's a nightmare the next few weeks but even a ketified sweet makes the next few nights a battle and so you know that bringing that kind of um that level of structure guidance and then accountability i think the huge piece is the accountability to create the discipline yeah well david i mean let's or go ahead no, I, was, I, was say one, I mean, it, it's it's a lot of the same issues we see in the man's club. One of the big ones that have come up is, is, is how to deal with stalls. You know, these you know, kind of you receive too much information. You don't know where to go with it. And at least here, you know, if, if you're selected to go in this group, which let me take a step back a little bit. Okay, so the whole purpose of this group is no more than 10 people, 12 max is kind of where we got it at right now. And it's going to be one of those things where it's either going to be a four to six week deal and then you're out. Like you don't have choice. I make the rules. <laughs> and, and, and when your time is up, you're getting kicked out. So if you're going to take advantage of this, you have a set amount of time to get your questions in, to get, your, to get everything set up, to have us focus a little more on you and try to get have you succeed as much as possible. Because if you kind of just sit back and slack and, you know, the last week comes and, oh, well, you know, now nah, I want to know. Well, you know what? you got a week left. You better ask a lot of questions because as soon as this date hits, everyone that's in this group is going to get kicked out. And we're going to bring a whole bunch of brand new guys in. And that's kind of okay. the approach that we're going with it. Uh, again, same thing as uh, the, the the main group sees, you know, a lot of some of the stuff we're seeing like, is stalls, uh, issues with food, issues when we go out. And it, it's just going to be a slightly more tailored, more exclusive club, so to speak, just to, to take a handful of dudes that that have it in them. Just got to bring it out of them and, and, and focus a little more attention on them. And the only reason we're going to keep it relatively small is for that exact same reason, so that we can actually pry a little more focus and give more in-depth answers 
And, you know, there's going to be a lot of videos involved. I already started recording videos for it. Like I'm going to do more. I'm trying to do morning videos, you know, encouragement videos, uh, post everything that goes into your mouth. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's keto or not. You're going to put it in your mouth, post it so we can see it. So that, and, and my whole thing is like, all right, say, say you're thinking about cheating on something and you're like, oh crap, I got to take a picture of this, post it in the boot camp. Maybe it's going to make you think twice. Maybe mm-hmm. it won't. But if mm-hmm. it's, if it makes you pause and think, just for a few seconds, then you know, that's a good start. And and I and we can work with that and we can run with that. I can say from experience, I've had a couple of surprise texts from Alberto over the last several months where he's in his motivational way, what was the last thing you ate or something along those lines. So I'm, I'm hoping that you get uh, numbers for these uh, participants in the group that you can just hit them up randomly and like, I saw what you had for breakfast. Just see what the response is. <laughs> either, that, either that or I haven't seen what you've eaten for breakfast. <laughs> well, that too. Yes. That too. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Well, this sounds awesome. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I mean, it's all it's all up in the air. And, and you know, even uh, like me and Dave here, I'm sure Dave's got a ton of ideas that he wants to implement. And we're, we're open to, I'm open to all ideas on how to do this thing. And so, so right now, it's, it's kind of loose. Um, we'll see where it goes, you know, much like, you know, we're trying to create the beginners group, which I think is a great idea. You know, I had a, I, I had spoken to a friend reach out to me that I've known forever. And he actually reached out to me, ironically, it was in Instagram through my keto page. And he was just asking about exercise. Like, Hey, what app are you using for exercise? Uh, you know, and what app are you using for tracking food? I see all this stuff you're posting and he, you know, he's finally let it out. He's like, I just got diagnosed with type two diabetes. Um, you know, 37 years of eating like crap. He's like, it's finally caught up to me. He's like, so I'm just gonna start working out. You know, I'm down 30 pounds. And so I just, you know, I'm like, you know what, here's what I use for tracking my workouts. That's all fine and dandy. And I was like, but, uh, while we're on the subject, here's a few resources you can eat. And, you know, he, he's also Hispanic. So if you're going to, if you're Hispanic and you decide to keto, it's a major decision because I mean, let's face it, all traditional Mexican food, none of it is really good for you as far as keto is concerned. So you know, if, if, if we launch this, uh, if, and when we launch this beginners group, no, that's going to be perfect for him. You know, it's going to be all guys, similar problems. We can put them in the beginner group see if it works for him. doesn't work for him. So be it. Once he gets out of the beginners group and he gets into the main group, if he thinks he needs a little more exclusive attention, now we have this boot camp that we can get him involved in that, uh, hopefully can, can, you know, provide a little more guidance. That's pretty much the idea. Just, you know, just help people. So it, it, this sounds like a really great resource for, for our guys. And I, I think that, that it's good that it's going to be um, select and it's going to be something that you guys will uh, get close together you know, with each other during, during that time. And that will probably forge some bonds uh, between members even that will help carry them even further. Um, there's a lot of us that have kind of gravitated to different people and, and ended up getting tighter with, with different people, uh, in the men's club, uh, than, than others. I, now it's a little easier in Texas because you can almost like reach out your hand and feel <laughs> in Texas, uh, that's in the club because we're, you know, I guess there's just a lot of us or something, either that, or we're just louder than the rest of them. Either one <laughs> totally accurate and possible. Uh, so we just did a welcome Wednesday post in the group. We do it for those that are in the group every Wednesday. We welcome the newest members. And I've seen one, if not two from Texas in this week's 
uh, new class, yeah. so to speak. So, yeah. yeah, I think Texas, maybe it's all the barbecue down there. <laughs> I don't know. A little tiny bit easier to go keto in Texas, I have a feeling. Um, we're... So, David, how did you find keto? How did I find keto? Um, I found keto after spending a year of doing low-fat, whole grain, you know, bro diet, broccoli, broccoli, baked chicken, brown rice. Um, and that year yielded really poor results in my weight loss journey, like only 18 pounds of weight lost. That, that year also included five days a week in the gym. Um, so I reached out to a friend of mine on Facebook who had lost 105 pounds and had kept it off for fighters. And uh-huh. she pointed me to a keto Facebook group. Um, a group that Alberto's a member of. Uh, as a matter of fact, one of the people I think I think possibly the guy that got Alberto into keto. Um, his wife's a, a main force in that group and happened to be my friend's friend from high school. Oh wow! Um, oh, small world. Yeah, and so I started researching within the keto the keto group, and um, it all made sense to me. It made sense to me from all of my previous yo-yo dieting that all my successes had come when I was in a low-carb state. And, okay. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I went keto. And I, I did the attritional high-fat, 70%, 80% of my calories from fat, uh, you know, 15 to 25% of my calories from protein, and then 20 grams of carbs. Um and I, I melted off 55 pounds in five months after a year of only losing 18. Uh, but I was doing DEXA scans and training and stuff at the time. And my results showed um, a really disproportionate loss of lean mass. Um, and so I started doing more search, more research and more searching and came across another keto group that promoted protein based off of lean body mass. Um and I started following that methodology and definitely saw results from that. And I've gained back. I would say I haven't done a, a scan lately. I've got back pretty much all the lean mass I've ever lost. And then other than I went through another attrition during shoulder surgery time and injury. Um, but I'm pretty, pretty much back from all of that. And um, body fat has stayed pretty relative for me. Um, basically been in maintenance probably about three years now. Okay. What was your starting point? Do you recall? Yeah, I'm uh, five foot nine. I was 267 pounds. Okay. And I'm now weighing in at about 193. Yeah. And we talked about it before and, uh, and I use the word fascinating here because I know you, but, but you have the capability of fluctuating weight like no one I've ever run into. And it, and it, it doesn't even have to be like you had a bad cheating weekend. You could just eat from it. If I remember correctly, like you could just throw down a handful of almonds and your weight will shift dramatically. <laughs> it's probably a little more than that. The most dramatic was one weekend I went, I had like a, just a ton of cashews. I went way over my carb thresholds. I had cashews. I had like a cauliflower crust pizza, I think. Um, and some other crap. And between Friday and Monday, I shot up 17 pounds. Oh my gosh. 
And then by what? the next by the next Friday, sixteen of them were gone. Um, and I, I'm actually going through the same thing this week. Um, I'll, I'll openly state right? <laughs> cashew party. I'm, I'm, no, no. You know, I, for me, I, I I try to remember it's all about progression, not necessarily perfection. Um, I had a work outing on Monday, and it was a team building event at a uh, cooking school. So hors d'oeuvres and stuff were pretty good. We had some chicken saute and they had some grilled shrimp and different stuff. So I, I kept it pretty good. But the, the the team building event was to break into groups, prepare a dish, and then compete for which team made the dish the best. Our dish that we had to make for the, this event was bread pudding. Oh. <laughs> So, Perfect. um, you know, I did, I did, I did enjoy the fruits of my labor. We, we took first place, by the way, uh, made a fantastic, um, bread pudding with pears and raisin in it. And then a salted caramel bourbon sauce. Um, that was, that was pretty fantastic, <laughs> but I, wow. I'm up now. I'm up seven pounds since Monday. That's insane. Wow. That's that is crazy. Um, I I have had the opposite effect. If I go up, if or you know, if I go up on my carbs or kind of eat off plan a little bit, I'll go up a pound or two, and then I'll go down a pound or two, and it's it's just this little bubble. And I've ri- I've ridden it for far too long. I, I've got to find whatever it is that I need to bust. Her. I did actually lower that that lower part of the bubble a little bit uh, recently with the carnivore month. And so that's good, but it's been, uh, it's been a while since I've seen a major movement. Um, so let's, so we, we, for our listeners, a, a reminder real quickly, there's the reason that we haven't dug into David's like origin stories too terribly much other than these stats that we've been go- getting into is that, uh, we actually with him and got his whole story on episode six. So if you go back and uh, look in the archives of the, the podcast, you'll, you'll be able to hear his whole full length story. And he's, he's had an amazing, um, amazing journey that he'd been on as, as you can tell just from the little bit that he has shared. So David, let's, let's talk a little bit about uh, what recovery has been like with the shoulder thing. Because I think that's all new in comparison to what we, we covered previously. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's invasive surgery. I, during exercise, during bench press, um, I, I injured my shoulder. I didn't, at the time, I didn't really think it was an injury. I, I just kind of lost strength and the, the bar was coming back on me. So my spotter helped me out. As a matter of fact, the spotter just thought I wasn't making my last rep, right? He's like, you got it. You got it. And I'm looking at him going, no, no, I don't take it. Take this bar off me. Um, and it was, that was like in November of 2017, I think. And then March, March of 2018, I was in the gym. Um, I had kind of deloaded. I had stopped working out so heavy because the shoulder was nagging me. And I was, I was doing a three by three or something for the day for bench press. And so I went up a few pounds from the previous workout that I had done, which was like a three five. Um, because I was reducing down to three, three reps. So I'm like, you know, I could throw on a little bit of pounds for progressive overload. And 
man pushing that bar up and just pop pop and then the bar was on my chest and i was rolling it down my abdomen trying to crawl from underneath it um somebody had somebody had to come grab it and help pull off me and i lost my arm and i was actually away on business travel at the time i was at a conference in las vegas um so i I spent the week in vegas at the conference just stretching my shoulder in the shower and icing it (laughs) and i came back and it was like all right this it's gotten better but it's not good time to go see a doctor I severely torn, like I had severed the supraspinatus, my rotator cuff. Um, and so I had to go under the knife. They, they had to fix two of my three major rotator cuff muscles. Um, one of them, apparently I, I probably tore back in that November timeframe because the doctor said it was so atrophied. He barely got it back in place. Uh, so I was definitely injured and never knew it. Um, and recovery is just, it's a long road, especially for old guy. Um, You're not that old. <laughs> I've got a lot of years on, on a, on a few of you on the call. Um, I think I've got a lot of years on a few of the people in the group. There's, there's a few out there that are with me, but yeah, turn in 52 real soon, mm-hmm. like four days. Wow. Um, yeah, let's see. And uh, you, uh, so twenty first or twenty second, the twenty second. Okay. I see that I, we're very close to each other. <laughs> okay. Anyway, sorry, I interrupted. So no problem. Uh, so it's just a, it's a really long road. Like today, today I challenged myself. Uh, took my deadlifts up to a new PR. Um, it was supposed to be a set of five, at uh, what they call a rate of perceived exertion of nine. So to give you a thought of what is rate of perceived exertion. If I'm going for nine, uh, a, a rate of perceived perceived exertion of nine, and I'm doing five, the most I'd be able to do is one more, right? Like if I were doing nine, I'd only be able to do 10. But since I'm doing five, I'd only be able to do six. There's only one more in the tank. Um, I lost I lost form and I lost grip at rep two. Um, and then used a set of straps and got three more reps in. Um, but definitely wouldn't have been able to do it without straps. And even with the straps, I could tell that left shoulder just wasn't locked in. The lat wasn't locked in really well. So I now know that I'm I'm not ready to go to 275 yet on deadlifts. Um, and it's time to focus. When I change my program in about f- five weeks, I'll look at doing a program that's more around lat training and back. Um, using dumbbells and single arm cable stuff so that I can work that left side a little more independent without the right taking over and being dominant. Do you have access to a hex bar? I do. Have you noticed, have you played with it? Have you noticed that makes a difference on the way, like it puts stress on your shoulder? Uh, You know, I haven't tried it. I haven't tried it lately. Um, I've been sticking with the traditional and the traditional deads up until today have been really good. Like after finishing deadlift day, I've been feeling my back. I've been able to tell my back's getting a workout doing those deadlifts. So just today was just too heavy. I went up from 255 to 275. Um, (laughs) Yeah, that's quite a jump. And and that was was a little too much. Yeah, I mean... You know, I've come to the conclusion we talked about it before, and I haven't posted about it in the group. Like, uh, just because, like, my sh- I, you know, I pinched a nerve in my shoulder, and it's 
and I'm sure you can attest to it. I don't know if it'll ever heal. I think I'm going to have to constantly rehab it just to kind of keep it bay. Like it doesn't cause me any pain or discomfort unless I start to deadlift very, very heavy for me. And, you know, very, very heavy for me is anything over 365, 375 pounds. And if I start trying to pull that for reps, it's not an issue of strength. It's not an issue issue of grip. Uh, it just it's an issue of the pressure on my shoulder from just holding the bar so tight and not letting go. And so I'm gonna have to start playing with straps. I started playing with straps a little bit, and I can definitely bang out a lot more reps because just not having to grip the bar so hard is taking a lot of pressure on my shoulder. And then it, it's it's improving my form. Everything is everything's better when I do it. You, know, you can still get, a, as you can attest, you can still get a really good workout with 225, not use straps, not use a brace, just, you know, control what you're doing and get a killer workout that way. But on, on the occasions where I go heavy, 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 at, at this point, I don't think I'm going to have much of a choice. If I, if I want to protect that shoulder and make sure it stays healthy for, you know, a good long time, I'm, I'm going to have to strap up and, and just, uh, just go that route. Yeah, I can see that. And I'm I'm likely going to do something the same thing because this is my second shoulder surgery. First time on the left shoulder, but I've had both repaired at this point. Um, not everything gym related, just so we're clear. My first one was actually, uh, it was still activity related, but I crashed my motorcycle out at the racetrack and hyperextended the shoulder. And, and then workouts, workouts uh, exacerbated the injury and ended up making me require surgery. Yeah, that's kind of kind of crazy. So, um, I guess maybe let's let's we can we can start to wind down, make this a shorter of an episode. Um, it, it, we've had some longer ones lately, anyway. Um, but the um, let's let's talk about gym safety a bit. What what type of things are you guys doing? Um, that are especially to get up a higher in weight. I know for for most of us, uh, for for me. Most of the time, I just have to listen to my body and say, you know, okay, I actually am feeling good on this, or nope, I don't have this. Um, but when you get higher and even small amounts of change can be a big deal. What What are you guys doing to help with that? How How do you maximize making sure that you can continue to be in the gym? Well, you know the saying for real estate: location, location, location. Mm -hmm. For the gym. Form, form, form. This is literally exactly what I just wrote down. <laughs> <laughs> Great minds. So absolutely the best thing that one can do to, to make sure that they're going to have longevity in the gym is work on form. Um, and to work on form, you know, how do you work on form? If, if you're going to the gym alone, if you're working out in your apartment complex, if whatever, right? So Use the resources you have available to you. Use YouTube. Find trainers out there. There's a lot of good trainers. Athlean X, Jeff Cavalier is awesome for almost all things uh, related to just about every exercise. He is a physical therapist first, mm. athlete second, and personal trainer third, I would say. Maybe personal trainer second, athlete third. But he breaks everything down from that physical therapy perspective. Um for the heavy lifts, like Olympic, not not Olympic lifting, but for powerlifting stuff, deadlift, bench, squat, um, Alan Thrall, 
is a good resource to go learn about form and cues. And he breaks it down in, in a way that really starts to make sense. Like I've had people try to teach me form before and I didn't get it. And then I went and watched these guys' videos. And I'm like, oh, I, I see what they're saying. That's what he meant when he said, um, you know, engage your shoulders. And instead of engage your shoulders, Alan would be saying something like, oh, you're getting ready to deadlift. Okay, make sure you pull your shoulders back and then try to push shoulder blades down into your back pockets. Or pretend like you're squeezing an orange in your armpits. And that helps engage those lats and get those shoulders locked back. Um, so those those resources, YouTube, watch videos. Try to then engage on those cues. And, and then the last piece I would have for you is Film yourself, review your own films to watch for any of the things that you're hearing about in those videos that you're watching to learn. And, and, and then last use those other in, in using resources, use the keto events club, post, post the videos um, mm -hmm. for those that are in the boot camp, post the videos to the boot for those that are, that are not in the boot camp. Post the videos to Keto Man's Club. The, the group is huge. It's got a lot of smart people, a lot of good athletic people, people that are training to be trainers, people that are training to be certified nutritionists. Use resources. Yeah, no, I, I agree 100%. Uh, yeah, form, form is everything. Uh, and one of the things, you know, I, I bought into the Keto Muscle Intelligence Program, uh, Danny Vegas program. And, uh, and one thing that they completely stressed that it actually had like, had to break old habits to get through was uh was pretty much just uh concentrating extremely hard on what you're doing <clears throat> no mind to the number that you're lifting and, and focus on hard hard contractions and keeping your core as as tight as possible and not like so if you're doing a bicep curl the weight you're curling doesn't matter what matters is that nothing's moving except for the from your elbow down everything else is completely locked up and you're and you're just focusing on the contraction. And, and for me, when I first started this program, I mean, it took me like four weeks just to figure that out because it's very humbling, first of all, because you you start realizing how much momentum you're actually using to do the lifts. And momentum is fine, but momentum can also be very dangerous if your ego gets in the way. And I'm sure we've all seen people who who go to pull a deadlift that's too many and they yank their arms and they're you know they try to literally yank the bar off the ground. Their back is rounded. They might get the bar up, but it, it's it's not pretty. And uh, for, personally, for me, like I, I'm terrible at squats, but and, and I've been lifting weights consistently since 2014. And I would say I finally found my groove with squats, where where my legs are comfortable, my knees are comfortable, my spacing, the way my toes are facing. Earlier this year is is where I finally, finally, after all these years, I, I was squatting, I was squatting heavy. I was squatting a decent amount of weight, but I was doing it all wrong. It was hurting in all the wrong places. So, you know, following this program, I, I dropped my weight all the way back down to 135 pounds. And I just kept working at 135 pounds until I felt the muscles burning in the right spots to where like, there was no pressure on my spine. There was no pressure on my, on, uh, on my shoulders with the bars resting. There was no pressure on my knees, no pressure on my ankles, no pressure on my calves. And it was, it felt like the smoothest motion going up and down. And, and even now, like when I squat, it took me a while to find that groove. Like I got to warm up for quite a bit. And all of a sudden when I find that groove, I'm like, okay. And, and even now I think, uh, my squat now is, and I want to say only, you know, heavy is relative. And, and a lot of people can push a lot of weight on squat, but right now I'm comfortably barely squatting, uh, on a good day, 225 pounds. If I'm going for reps, anything above 10, 185 pounds max. 
And don't get me wrong, 185 pounds is a lot of weight. If you had to take 185 pounds of dog food out of your trunk, you're not going to be like, that's only 185 pounds of dog food. That's 185 pounds. So, I mean, you can get a really good workout regardless of the weight that's on the bar, controlling your tempo by controlling your pace by really, really watching your form. And like I said, all of my numbers as far as what I'm lifting, I actually dropped to focus on form. Like I haven't tried one rep max at deadlift in a while. My reps for deadlift is getting stronger. And I'm obviously growing, you know, doing this whole bulk thing and I and I've gotten pretty I had pretty good success with that. And a lot of it was lowering the number of weight I was lifting, focusing on form, then slowly bringing that number back up in a very slow and controlled fashion. And, uh, and, and they, they preach is the minute you lose form is your very last rep. Don't force anything. So, you know, if you're going for eight and at six, you're you know, going for eight on, say, a bicep curl, and at, at number six, you feel yourself sway a little, you're done. There is no seven. You stop at six, and then that's, that's where your set ends, and then you take your rest, and then you try again. And that, for me, had made a huge difference. You know, keep the weights very, very light. Uh, go very, very slow. Make sure you're feeling the burn exactly where you're supposed to feel the burn. And, and stack that on top of everything that David said as far as watching videos, YouTube, going to groups, uh, you know, posting your videos. But I, you, you take your time, go slow, check your ego at the door. Um, and you can, you can make great strides with very little weight. And, I mean, there's, there's a bunch of dudes at our gym now that do nothing but body weight. They're, they're strictly body weight. These guys are in phenomenal shape and they look great and they are essentially lifting nothing. <laughs> so, so there's different ways to go about everything and you got to find what suits you, what you like the best, but, but safety is key. Form is key. And then definitely do your research and find what works for you. There's no shame in, in hiring a trainer. Uh, just make sure it's something you get along with and you know, the personalities we've got to jive to. So that, I mean, what do you guys use? What do you guys use when you are practicing? the weights that you use because alberto i've seen in the group where you've posted up like your reps and the weights and everything like this. is there an app or you take around a little notebook or what do you suggest for some for people who are wanting to like really track what they are doing yeah for two years for two years i actually did write it in a notebook i write all my workouts out i write in a notebook you know you take it back the next week and write your numbers down and you can just make a little you know like a little uh, spreadsheet and go that way but the right. problem that i had with that was once my adrenaline starts pumping i i, I can't read my own handwriting <laughs> it just became a shaky <laughs> became a shaky mess and so i'd be trying to guess at what i was doing and then now you're spending too much time staring at this piece of paper so the, the app i use is a gym hero pro um it was like it's gym hero and i paid like three bucks for the pro version but back when i got this app in 2014 there was like three apps available for for recording there was really nothing available mm -hmm. that i could find anyways and and this was the best one a buddy of mine was using it and you know now now there's a bunch out there, and I'm sure David can speak as to what's out there because obviously I haven't shopped for them in a while. But now, I mean, this thing has got my data back to 2014, so like I'm stuck with them for life. <laughs> yeah, the, there's a few there's a few apps for for phone space. Um, uh, I hear a lot of people like Jeffit. That's like J E F I T. Um, Strong appears to be a good mm -hmm. one. One of the guys was recommending mm -hmm. Strong, and he actually said what he liked about Strong was. It was very intuitive and easy to use for him to type in and set up his his workouts. Um, I use Strong, and, um, and the, the the other thing that's really nice about Strong, that if you have an Apple Watch, is it will actually track even in a weightlifting session, it track your heartbeat as you're lifting. 
so that you get both a gauge, uh, not only on the lift that you did, but you'll also get a gauge on how um, cardio intensive it was. Huh. That's cool. Yeah. Um, no, that's really cool. Uh, I mean, it, and yeah, I mean, there's so many gadgets out there. And for instance, like I was trying to, that was one of my gripes with a, an Apple employee I know is that, uh, is that uh, I was use, I use my Apple Watch as a timer strictly for rest periods. But what 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 you can't do with the Apple Watch is is track a workout and then use the breathing app because in, in my head I'm like okay if I can track a workout but I can use the breathing app on a rest period to control your breaths. You know my theory is you know you use the breathing app you control your breaths you could probably recover a little bit faster or at least make sure you're breathing consistently. But uh yeah it won't do that so we need to work on that. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, but just, just, a, I mean, we're, you know, just, we're talking about it. I got, I got a little folder. It's called fitness. I have, it's called beep watch and, uh, you can set a timer to beep anywhere from five to 60 seconds and it'll, every five seconds it'll beep. So I used to use that with bench pressing. I set it for five seconds. So it would be four seconds down and it's a one second beep. So that one second beep would be my push four seconds down, one second beep. I got one called workouts plus, which is a, a high intensity interval timer that's completely customizable. And that one, I got a bunch of two workouts where if I only got a half hour, 35 to 40 minutes, I have these workouts pre-programmed and it'll tell you, it'll give you a timer. It'll tell you what, what workout, what exercise you're about to do, what exercise is next. And it'll, it'll, it'll kind of time it all down for you. So when you're doing, I run a high intensity strength training, which is high intensity interval training using dumbbells. It's a 40 minute workout. It's all muscle exhaustion based. You don't use heavy weights. It's kind of just, it's, you go for time, just go, 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 go. And it is absolutely exhausting. And that's that little app comes in very, very handy because it, it, it times everything for you. You don't even got to think. It takes the thing out of it for you. The thing beeps when it gets down to five seconds. Then it tells you what your next lift is, times it out to your preset time, beeps when there's five seconds, tell you what your next lift is. And then after that, I got the Gym Hero Pro where I track all my numbers. Yeah, I'm, I'm similar to that vein. Um, other than the fact that I'm not currently tracking on an app, Jim, I am still a pen and paper mm-hmm. guy. So my my workouts are in Excel. I'm printing out the Excel sheets. I carry a binder, an actual like one inch ring, three ring binder in the gym with me. Um, but I've had a lot of comments from people in my gym. They're like, you know, they see me writing down everything in my in my binder every day that I'm in there. And they've commented back about how diligently I'm tracking because a lot of people are just in there doing their thing. They're really not tracking at all. Um, and then like Berto, I was trying to go to Gym Hero Pro because I really like the heat mapping aspect of it, mm-hmm. how it shows the body where it's getting worked out. But I'm, I'm still working with customer support to get that worked out. Um, yeah, they're overseas. So, I mean, I don't, <laughs> you know, it, it, that, that hopefully that works out for you. But, but there's a little less accountability when you're dealing with a company that's overseas. There's only so much control you have. Correct. Um, and then I've, uh, I've got strong, I haven't really looked at it. I've had it on for a while and haven't looked at it cause I've just been using the pen and paper. I did join photocracy, uh, but I did not buy the subscription into that. And that was based, uh, it was kind of a social networking aspect to working out. So you could share workouts with other people. You can earn badges. There's a little bit of gamification and that kind of thing. People can see your workouts. So you have people can follow you like on, you know, like Instagram, people can follow you, but they're following you purely at your fitness. Um, and then I have a, a high intensity interval uh, app, seconds. That's like minutes and seconds, right? And the seconds is kind of a high intensity interval app, like Alberto was mentioning. That's really good for Tabata and stuff. So 
you get to set the exercise and then you set the duration you want, the rest period between how many rounds, um, how many rounds of an exercise before you move on to the next exercise. And then you can do how many circuits you want of those rounds and it counts you down. So it's like, you know, it tells you the next exercise coming up, runs you through that one, lets you know there's 10 seconds left or whatever. I think it's kind of like a boxing bell. Ding, ding, ding. Like that round's over. Um, you get your rest period, then the rest period counts down, and then you start your neck exercise. So similar apps, mm -hmm. different ones that are out there. I'm also on iPhone. I'm sure the other one's for Android as well. Yeah, there's a lot of seven-minute workout apps that are basically hit routines that you can uh, get into and out of relatively quickly. I've never found them to actually take seven minutes, um, i.e. they take longer. <laughs> but uh, but that's because I usually have to like hit pause. I'm winded after the first half second. <laughs> so, <laughs> I hate cardio. Um, anyway, uh, so there are a lot of re really great options and tools available, and so uh, that's really great. Um, well, you know, it, it, we filled up an hour, so we did good. Uh, any final <laughs> any final things that we want to talk about before we start wrapping up for the night? Uh, we kind of covered a broad band of, of, of a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we did. Um, and who knows? We may have another session with uh, with David uh, whenever he's in town, record with him. Maybe we'll just have him be an honorary host and have him sit in with us. And then we uh, we, we find somebody else to be the guest. Who knows? We'll we'll, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll see how that goes here in a couple weeks. Uh, looking forward to that in, in January. Um so um, I guess if there's one thing I want to say is assuming this whole boot camp thing goes as planned. Uh, this one will end probably either the end of January or mid February. And then uh, we'll probably have a week to kind of gather our thoughts, restructure and repeat. So if, if there's going to be a second round, and I really, if there is going to be a second round, it will be probably mid to end of February. So if this is something that you think is useful, let us know. If you think dumb, let me know. <laughs> but uh, but uh, hopefully we can we can make some of it, and we can you know give the guys that need a little bit of extra love and attention, you know, just a little bit of more boost that they need. That uh, you know, it's inside them. It's inside every one of you guys. You guys have it inside you. Sometimes it's just you just got to find it, or you got to need a little more extra attention, a little extra accountability to to make it happen. And that's kind of what we're going for with this. And and I need to assume, but it it sounds to me. But let's go ahead and make make plan one better. Is this something that someone's going to have to to pay into, or is this just something that's you know selected and and you guys are are just kind of doing it out of the kindness of your heart so far? It will be free of charge for the foreseeable future. But like every business model goes, if a million people decide they want to sign up for this then you need to start finding out who's serious. And the only way to find out who's serious is, is to monetize it, you know, to, to put a price on. And, and not only that, I mean, ask any coach on earth and they will all tell you their worst clients are the ones that didn't pay a dime. Yeah. That was almost a direct quote from Robert Sachs in a podcast that. That's uh, probably where I heard it. Cause I don't have any original ideas. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that, that, that's almost a, a direct quote from him and Rachel Gregory. Um, talking um recently um and i did their their edit for their video for that so i that's i remember that but it, it's like my worst clients are the ones that never paid me <laughs> and, and accountability is a thing you know you, like 
to talk to anyone who's ever given given a child car. You know, you give them their first car, that car is beat within a year. Now take a look at the car that they pay for on their own. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's a difference there. It, it's a thing. So so we'll, we'll see what happens. If it does end up, we end up charging for this, it, it's not going to be anything crazy. It's going to be to thin the herd and find out who's serious. Because, like, let's face it, like, I do everything as cheap humanly possible. So, like, I will do the research myself. You know, I, I, I'm going through the paper every weekend to find the deals on, on what grocery store, where I got to drive to to find the cheapest everything. So, so I've never paid for anything like this because I've never needed it. And there's other people out there that probably don't need it. But for those that do, there's no shortage of coaches or boot camps or programs to sign into. We're just offering one that's a little more exclusive to the Keto Man's Club. That's cool. Well, yeah, I agree. I agree on that. When there's a cost on the line, um, sometimes that's the extra push that that person needs just to become serious, right? Like they're like, not only, not only is my health going to get better or I'm going to lose the weight or, or I'm going to solve whatever the problem is going to solve. Um, if I don't, I've wasted my money. Well, Jim, any, any last, last things to, to talk about before we close out tonight? You know, I think um, we touched on it a little bit, but again, um, KMC Beginners, mm-hmm. our new group, mm-hmm. um, it's for guys who are new to the keto world, uh, learning about macros, learning about working out, learning about all different kinds of things. So if you're discovering this podcast um, for the first time, if you're one of those uh, gentlemen or ladies out there learning about a uh, different way of eating because of New Year's resolutions, um, then take a look at TKMC Beginners on Facebook, uh, see what's going on there. And um, yeah, well, as Alberto said earlier, um, there's going to be a variety of things that come with that, um, a, a more uh, intro approach to different things. So everybody's invited to come and check it and see what it is. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's go ahead and uh, go around the circle. David, where can people connect with you online? Uh, You can find me hanging out most days online, Facebook group, The Keto Man's Club. Um, I'm also a member of a few other Facebook groups that you might happen to stumble across, but this is The Keto Man's Club podcast. We'll leave those nameless. Uh, You can also, (laughs) you can follow me on Instagram at KetoDave5. And those are the, the two spaces that I'm uh, active for the, the keto world. And I'm pretty much active in the social media world at all. Okay. Very cool. Um, it can be said for all of us. We're, we're in the group. Tag us if you, if you are reaching out to, to you know, us or want us to see your message or, or post. We'll, we'll see it. Uh, just give us, give us a shout out on the, the post or tag us on it. And we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see it and respond as, as best as we can. Um, Alternately, you can get all of us on Instagram. Uh, I am at Duckman Keto and at Duckman1221 um, on my uh, Instagram account. And Alberto? I am the Keto Cholo on Instagram. Um, and as Chris stated, the group is probably the next best place to find. Jim? Uh, same thing, the group, and then um, Instagram at Jim Inman Jr. Very cool. Uh, the podcast does have its own Instagram account at Keto Man's Club. Yes. And we try to post some updates. We're not super consistent on it. Uh, we have a lot of great community of people posting and uh, tagging uh, the, the Keto Man's Club. Uh, so you can see some good inspiration if you just watch tags and things like that. Um, definitely good stuff there. 
Um, and we're going to try to get more consistent with posting, uh, you know, little clips and, and promos and things like that. So you can uh, know uh, a good, you know, the, the good episodes or things that, that might jump out to you that you might have missed and listening to a pre- previous episode. Um, you can reach out and contact us at the podcast uh, via email, kidomansclubpodcast at gmail.com or via our voicemail line. Our voicemail line is 512-518-6161. And uh, that's a great way if you have a question and would be willing to have that be, quote, read on the air. Uh, For for a podcast, we'd love to to have you submit that. And uh, we can uh, pull that in and uh, be able to use that to uh, answer any questions that you might, as best as we're capable. Uh, And I have plans and we just got to get all of the busy people to uh, answer those questions uh, and get them on the podcast, get the stories, and, and get them to answer some of the questions you might have about one thing or another. Um, and connect with our Facebook group, the podcast Facebook page, the Beginners group, the everything at thekitomansclub.com. So thekitomansclub.com, and you'll be able to... Uh, get our socials, uh, social links, and all sorts of stuff there um, on our just on our. It's just a simple link tree right now, so there's no like blog or anything right now. Um, maybe someday we'll we'll develop and and become a real boy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's big goals uh, in 2020. Yeah, yeah, big goals in 2020. <laughs> so uh, a real uh, a real pod, the real site. Uh, so we'll, we'll see how that, that goes, uh, here in uh, hopefully the near future, but the, uh, the link tree is a, a great way to be able to connect us on all the levels. So feel free to reach out in any of those. We'd love to interact with you. Uh, we love to get to connect with you in every way. That's it for this week. Until next week, make sure to eat me, lift heavy, sleep and repeat. Thank you for joining us for the Keto Man's Club podcast. Your support means the world to us. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Would you help us spread the word about the Keto Man's Club by sharing with your friends and family? We're available on all podcast platforms, so just search for Keto Man's Club and you'll find us. If you would like to connect with us, you can do so a number of ways. Our web address leads to our Facebook group, theketomansclub.com. That's T-H-E-K-E-T-O. M-A-N-S-C-L-U-B dot com. You can also follow us on Instagram at Keto Man's Club Podcast. Lastly, if you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out via email to Keto Man's Club Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you again for joining us today, and we look forward to hanging out with you again next week.